0: Sometimes one of the best ways you can encourage your child in their faith is to just be open and to have honest conversations about a key struggle you might have had or that they might be going through. It could be hard for the moment, but it's worth it in the long run. I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting department, and let's return to a conversation that we had Uh, Some episodes back, it's Sheila Irwin, the mom of the Christian filmmakers the Irwin Brothers, and in a previous episode, she shared how she brought her sons up, but they have very different personalities. Sheila, I'm struck by something you said a few minutes ago, and that was uh, that you told John that he learns differently and that that's a gift. Um, I'm just thinking there are parents struggling with that Mm. because I, I don't see it as a gift. I see it as a deficit. So connect that to maybe the child who isn't creative, and I see that as a deficit. Uh, How do I help spark a dream?
1: Yeah, well, every child's different, and God's got a plan for that child and for that family. We have a thing in our house that says every family has a story uh, in our den, big plaque thing. Um, And so for John, it became, because John is not so directly focused that, John can be focused on five things at one time
2: <laughs> that is unique
1: you know and and he has to he needs to be because of what he does uh and so god i think approaching it that we are fearfully and wonderfully made mm. whether if god gave us this disadvantage. He's going, like Paul said, uh, I must decrease and he must increase anyway. So it's all about Jesus and him taking what he has put into us. So we didn't want John to think, oh, you're, you know, you, you're you not, you know, this is going to be hard and you're not going to make mm. it. And and now we did bring John home to homeschool him. The uh, best thing we ever did for John because by second grade he was reading grade level and making A's. Mm. I mean, he's because John has an extremely high IQ and a photographic memory. But uh, But he was really struggling with the classroom. Didn't like
2: the structure.
1: Well, he just couldn't cope with the structure. Right. Because, like, if they were having a reading group over here, he was over there. And if there was a robin outside the window, he was over there. And, you know, and so to focus down and do his work uh, was hard, was difficult for him. Mm. So, bringing him home, he went from reading. When we tested him at the beginning of second grade, he was reading uh, second grade, fifth month. By the end of second grade, just from being home and me being able to focus in and hone in on his his ability to learn, he was reading eighth grade, fifth month. Hmm. So wow. for us, but I think if we approach difficulties, uh, you know, my Bible teacher always said that difficulties are are um, opportunities in work clothes. So if we approach it that way, that, okay, God's given us this, it's not, you know, what we would have chosen, of course, but it's not a bad place either. Sure. It's your place.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, so. one of the most critical things that you mention in the book is the need to develop your child's faith. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, helping them understand sin, you know, that it's important to teach kids about sin and what it is. That seems like such a far concept now because we're giving medals to everybody. You're awesome. You're great. And that's all good. It builds up one's oh, sure. self-worth and and self-esteem, and that has a value. You need to be rooted in that too. But talk about sin and saying, hey, son, daughter, uh, this is a part of life. Sin is real. How did you approach that?
1: Well, the way the Lord started me out on that quest was when I was principal at Schofield Christian School in So you were a principal? Yes.
2: Okay, now it's all fitting into place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's the secret.
1: And one of my students was a precious child but had an argumentative spirit. If I said the sky was blue, she'd say, it's really kind of turquoise, isn't it?
2: Yeah, we all know Just adults that, like that, yeah. by the way. And
1: so her parents, I brought the mom in, which was our custom in our school, and I talked with her, and I, I, she wanted examples. She took examples. And then she, she said, I'll get back to you. She got Her husband was getting his doctorate at Dallas Seminary, and so he wasn't there that day. But um, she said as she went over what I'd said with her husband, he began to weep quietly. And he said, it's my sin. He said, I have an argumentative spirit. And so he dealt with that. And then they brought the daughter down and said, sweetie, this is what's going on. And dad's confessed his sin before the Lord. But now you need to deal with your sin. And I thought after she called me back and told me, she said, we had revival in our home. Mm. Uh, and so she asked me to, with her daughter, if I saw her being argumentative, to just go and touch her shoulder and say, uh, just not say anything, just touch her shoulder. And she should stop arguing if she doesn't let me know. Uh And she called it sin. And I thought, oh, oh, sin. It's sin. It's not a bad choice. It's not a whatever. It's sin. It's what God calls it. And so I wanted to prepare my children so that they knew they were sinners in need of a Savior. Uh, And so we call disobedience what it was, sin. And we dealt with it that way. And Hmm. then uh, when they came of age, they understood that they were sinners. It wasn't like, oh, you mean I'm a sinner? Uh, Yeah, you are a sinner and you need a savior.
2: Boy, think out how much that is missed today. I mean, we don't even think in those terms, unfortunately. All right, Danny, somebody is listening to Sheila, and they're probably
0: thinking, I don't want to talk to my kids about sin. That's uncomfortable. So why is it important to have that kind of a conversation?
3: It does feel a little dark, doesn't it, John? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Unless we, I mean, especially if we're bringing up their sin.
3: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important to let a child know what is sin, and why, why is it considered sin? Who, who how, how do we know what is sin and what's not? And engaging with that in, in scripture and knowing that sin is something that disconnects us and deceives us and works completely against us. Mm. So the question would be, why would you not let your kids know and become aware of those things that could throw them completely off the path that they're uh, intended to go on? But you start off with, what is it? What is a sin thing? It's, it's, it, it is something that's real and that we need to pay attention to, and that can get you off track. And starting there with young kids and with teenagers, helping them realize that sin really begins within our selfishness and within insecurities and places that are just not good places for ourselves and not good places for our relational connectedness with other people. Hmm. That it's not just out of control for us, but it's out of true freedom. That when you pay attention to this idea, this thing that's called sin in our lives, those are things that are entrapping. they are things that uh, can leave us trapped in places that are, that are not good for us or for our relationships. And so it's all about freedom with our kids and helping them realize that as you talk about sin, you're talking about the freedom and the love mixed in with that. And it's not about, hey, this is sin, it's going to lead you to hell. If you start off with that, <laughs> that really can throw a child off over time. Mm -hmm. It's about freedom and love, and these are the warning signs along the way.
0: Yeah, in fact, today, earlier, I had a conversation with somebody who said that she was raised in a home like you just described. God is watching you, right? and you Mm -hmm. could go to hell for that. What a fear-based family situation that was. And she eventually just said, you know what? I don't want that anymore. She walked away from the faith. We want to portray the loving kind tenderness of god who wants relationship with us and we don't want to violate his commands and put distance between us i so appreciate how you put that danny now we've got a lot of resources for you as a parent to help your child understand the faith one in particular i'll point to is an article called leading your child to christ it really is wonderful about talking with your kids about salvation and we're going to link over to that in the episode notes While you're online, make a donation to the ministry here. We are telling people about Jesus. We're helping encourage parents. We're offering hope to those who are struggling. We need your help. Uh, Donate as you can. Uh, Give a gift of any amount, $25 or $50 one time or maybe a monthly pledge, which really helps us out, no matter the amount or the frequency. Make a donation today and we'll send a copy of Sheila Irwin's book, Raising Up Dreamers. All the details are in the show notes. More from Sheila next time as she shares ways to spiritually train your kids. And for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting podcast.